Michael, the summer of fun is not over, actually. But it's the wrong show. <laughs> come on. You can't let me you can't really do, let me do a little crossover here. No. Wow. <laughs> so it's like that, is it? Okay, apparently this is a bad cop week. That's another crossover for you. How's that feel? Ay, ay, ay. God, now we have to keep that in the show. That's how we're going to start the mm-hmm. show. I hope you're happy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mm-hmm. was excited to talk to you until about 15 seconds ago. I am glad you're back. Welcome back. Oh, you are now. You can't give me that. I know you've been waiting for this. I am. I have been waiting for this. I'm excited. I'm excited. But welcome back. You are. You are Thank back you. in the uh, in the qu- land of the queen in the queen's land, but not Queensland. Uh, you are where there's tea and crumpets and hot weather. Is that still going on? It's cooled down, oh, but it's goodness. still hot, and it's going to get hot again. So we're in a real bind right now with the heat. <laughs> but. but nobody cares about that. <laughs> Let's do a hashtag stealth talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm glad you got that, because I was about to make that oh, same joke. Oh, God, it's going up to like the 30s again this weekend. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this just the other day, that after having spent what felt like two minutes in the UK when you guys were going through what appeared to be a really bad heat wave, I feel like Celsius has a whole new meaning to be now because I know that 30 is really friggin' hot. Whereas earlier mm-hmm. I would have been like 30, whatever. I mean, I, is that warm-ish? I don't Bone even know. Bone to pick, finally. Bone to pick with you. Oh, God. So, well, you really are bad cop this week. Yeah. I struggled to keep up with ATP whilst on my uh, honeymoon. Oh, I'm As so I struggled far to keep up with all podcasts. Yeah. I'm I'm far um, behind because of indie life. I, I haven't listened to like a week. Oh, that's and a like half a whole big situation. Oh, like trying terrible. to deal with your podcast queue is, uh, is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But anyway, continue picking. I did listen to two eight three, which was I think my, one of my favorite episodes uh, of all time. Wait, which one was two eighty three? Is that two eighty three or two eighty four? Two eighty four is one of my favorite episodes of all time. Oh, the lasagna recipe? Oh, that was... The lasagna and the... Or not lasagna, I'm sorry, sauce recipe. Mm -hmm. Very good episode. Thank you. I was really Um, happy I think I I skipped 283 completely because... It happens. uh, I hadn't listened to 283 and 284 came out, and I looked at the show notes and realized that 283 would be completely, like... Mm -hmm cannibalized by 284 right uh, that's it's like mostly true except you know? 283 uh did but you look still, at the, did you look at the show notes for 283 know. did you look at the show notes look at the show notes right, right now. now look at the very yeah. first bullet yeah okay that would, it would do you yeah see no it? i saw it i actually saw that and smiled okay, it was good. funny video mm-hmm. log with a yui i enjoyed that but you know you sometimes some things i've got to give a- anyway what i'm telling you is i did listen to the europe chapter of 282 <laughs> And the bone that I have to pick with you is oh, about God. the weather, mm-hmm. because you and everybody else was complaining about the weather. And my, my the point that I wanted to make is, it did not matter what the weather was going to be like, you were going to complain about it. Why? Because if it was how you expect London to be, which is cold and rainy, <laughs> you would have also been upset. Uh, I would have been, I would have been amusingly upset rather than straight up annoyed. But well, that was that was all I wanted to say. Really, <laughs> that was that was your entire... <laughs> very long tangent. Yes. Just to say, it didn't matter what the weather was going to be like; it was going to be a problem. Eh, maybe I don't know. There's no way to tell. But I feel like I would have been um, more not agreeable, but I can't think of a better word agreeable to cold and rainy because it's like okay, it does what it says on the tin. Like you know, that's it works as advertised. Um, but man, that that lack of AC, whew, that's something else. Yeah. I don't know how you live, man. Basically, our, our feeling is in our next house, we're going to have some kind of air conditioning put into it. Mm-hmm. 
Like I know people that have done that. I'm sure it's like not here cheap in London. Uh, I don't know what the situation is. I don't know. It, we probably can't get central air put in, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I, I would assume our homes are just not built in that way. But at least to get some kind of fancy units somewhere in the in some rooms or whatever, that's probably a thing we're going to have to do. Yeah. Because you know that. I mean, I'm sitting here right now, and it's not too hot, but I am. I'm very warm, and I'm very concerned about recording in the 30 degrees again. But such Oof. is life. We'd, but we'd, this is pointless conversation, because we have like some really interesting things to talk about today. <laughs> and we're just we? sitting here and talking about the weather. Do we Do we have anything interesting to talk about? Has anything happened so in the talk last about the month? <laughs> I thought that I didn't have anything to say with the wedding. You said that to me just yesterday or the day before. Yeah, because it's been a month since the wedding thereabouts now and i've had this incredible honeymoon but i have been thinking about the wedding and i've been thinking about just as we've kind of been going through some pictures and stuff like that we're still waiting on our official photos they're due this week um and i just kind of have been thinking about some stuff and i and i thought i had some things to share i am very excited about wedding experience and i should see i'll play good cop since you're playing bad cop uh you should definitely check out the episode of upgrade i don't recall which number it was but it was recorded which actually when when and how did you record that because this was i recorded it on the monday after the wedding before we went away to paris okay so like we were going the next day and jason was still in the uk no jason was back home he was there the day he got back home the day before oh okay that that's screw that I thought he had left the same day we did, which was Monday. It doesn't really matter. I just yeah, okay. yeah. We recorded it on Tuesday. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense. Got right? it. Okay, so that's how we did that. So we recorded it on the Tuesday, <laughs> and it was the last thing that I did. I said this to Jason. Uh, it kind of feels like that episode didn't even happen in my brain. <laughs> like just kind of as I go through the link of things, it's like wild. Like yeah. I don't even. I can't even keep track of it all. So anyway, so that was a very good like ten or twenty minute channeling of this show as. As performed by you and Jason on Upgrade. What what episode number was that? We'll put a link. In that the show was notes. episode number two hundred and one. Excellent. So two hundred one uh, on Upgrade. It was, I believe, the very very uh, back of the show. You should definitely listen to that. It was very very good. Uh, Jason did a, an exceptional job of standing in for me on that impromptu analog. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, you should Mike definitely at the check matrimony. That out. Ma- Mike at the matrimony. I forgot about that. That was so good, so alliterative. Um, so you should check that out. But Mike had said to me a couple days ago, I and I had said, oh, I'm excited to discuss the wedding and in the honeymoon, of course. And he said, well, I don't think I really have much to talk about the wedding. And we have like a page of show notes about the wedding, which I'm actually very excited about I'm, I'm glad i got a chance so tell me how was your wedding mike i enjoyed it, uh, it i give it an a grade um <laughs> not an a was, plus it, well you know a plus is like everything is 100 percent. not, not right? quite a best i love you <laughs> oh no it was best i love you on the teaching scale best i love you um so hiring a wedding planner was the best decision we made it because our wedding felt very professional um there were things happening that we didn't even know about like literally there were many things that occurred and i was like i had no idea that that was going to be a thing so that was good plus like when we arrived and we saw everything we're like oh look how beautiful it all is we didn't set it up right like we didn't set up everything it was all set up for us um it was the best money spent for the entire wedding, I think, was was hiring our planner. They did a fantastic job, and everything went off like as perfectly as it could. Um, and it was, yeah, that was a very, very, very good decision, which I'm very, very pleased that we made because it reduced so much stress from us um, in the days leading up to the event. 
like it, it was yeah really really well well worth the money like i'm very very pleased that we did that good um i will say so leading up to the wedding everyone kept saying to me oh you gotta find time to eat you gotta find time to eat i believe i said You're that you're not to gonna you. have time to eat everybody said it mm-hmm. and i was like it's stupid like these people don't know what they're talking about we're gonna have time to eat i understand i get it so here's what happened we had breakfast right before the the ceremony uh then we did the ceremony when i did the photos uh i arrived at the uh, we arrived at the reception there was on there were like appetizers i only got to eat one of them mm-hmm. because we arrived late enough that most of them had been eaten and plus when when adina arrived ever like all of the staff flocked to her right so we both arrived together but we kind of separated to go talk to people they brought drinks to her they brought food to her because she's the bride it's easy to see <laughs> no one cared about me. No one even knew about me. I had to pay for a drink at the bar. Like I went in and asked we, because we we'd laid on mojitos for everyone, right? But apparently they were being made at this mixology station. I had no idea even existed. Um, so I went to the bar and asked for a mojito because that was my assumption that I would be given one of those for free. She gave me it and asked for the money, and I was like, <clears throat> okay. So I get paid for my mojito. I ate one little burger thing the sweet potato thing i don't even know what it was it was nice but i only ate one of those but then we sat down and had a meal which was excellent and the portion sizes were huge so i was fine so i w- but then that we had food later on in the evening which i ate like one little piece of so i would say i left mildly hungry but i was okay edina was starving oh no and we couldn't get food oh no the, yeah because the the hotel that we were at they would only they had room service, but it was more than we wanted at two o'clock in the morning or whatever time it was. But we ended up having something in the room. I don't remember what it was, but there was I think she ate some cake or something. <laughs> but yeah, basically I will say I understand that you won't eat advice, but I will say just for the record that I was fine. So, you know, I will still say for me, yeah, sure, whatever. I could look after myself and I mostly did. <laughs> Um, so there is a bunch of stuff that I do not remember yeah yeah. like we did a whole dance so we had a we had a dance lesson and we had a routine which I don't think people were expecting so it was fun it was a little routine I don't remember it Um, I have seen a video of it that Adina's dad took which and he mostly caught the whole thing and it was really nice to see but I have no memory of doing it which that is kind of fun. Is I'm surprised of all the things that you don't recall. That is one of the ones that you don't recall. Especially, well, maybe I'm projecting a little bit, but like I do not dance. I am not a dancer. Do not like dancing. I'm not good at dancing. I definitely mm-hmm. did a little at the wedding, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and so I would have remembered that faux show. But um, yeah, I mean that's what happens at a wedding. There's so much happening. Interesting use of faux show. Yeah. Well, you know, you do what you got to do. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 wedding, any wedding. There's so much happening so quick. And there's so many people to be paid attention to. And I mean that in a good way. You know, there's so much going on that it's so easy to just get overwhelmed. And I, if I were to sit down and like try to narrate exactly what happened at my wedding, I don't know that I would be able to do very much because it was all such a blur. It was a wonderful, wonderful, tremendous, amazing blur, but a blur. So none of this is terribly surprising to me. Yeah, so, you know, I, I know that we did it. I kind of remember, it, like, us getting ready to do it, and I remember immediately afterward. But the actual routine is pretty much a blur at this point, which is 
very interesting to me. Uh, but I do remember that we were happy about it. We did a, a practice run, like, downstairs during the dinner, and it was the worst time we'd ever done. Like, we're stepping on each other's feet the whole time, and it was a disaster. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is going to be bad news. But when it actually came to doing the dance, it went perfectly. We hit all of our steps and moves, and we were very happy with it. There was some, like, twirls and, you know, some, like, a dip and all that kind of thing. It was like a real, it was like a it real was, deal. It was very uh, impressive. It was good. And you did a good job. We are very happy with it, considering we had one two-hour lesson or whatever it was. Um, we got a routine, and we we're happy with the routine. I could probably do it now. I remember how it goes. It was good. I'm happy that it went. But I do have, Casey, a lot of uh, things that have really stuck with me. Okay. Uh, I was kind of sitting down yesterday and thinking kind of through the day as to... Oh, uh, Neil in the chat room was asking our first song. It was uh, God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. As you would do. Uh, so you know it was look we didn't want a sad like a like a soppy song sure um we wanted a song that meant something to us and that song means something to me i we i love the beach boys very much um and we listened to the words and the words fit us perfectly um it you know it's it was it's a i think it is a very good song for a first dance um and it allowed us to have a little routine because anything a little bit slower and it would have kind of just been a little shuffle around and then we were going to have everybody join us like halfway through the song but you know god only knows is is, i think it's about two i think it's under three minutes in total so it's a short song so we could do a whole little thing to it um and it didn't go on for too long and it's a great little song and uh, i love it very much um, and my younger brother's very mad at me because now he won't use it because he loves it. He loves it so much he has some of the lyrics tattooed on his arm. Uh, but now he can't or won't use it, I don't think, because we've used it. But as I've <laughs> said to him and everybody else in my family, he only cares about the Beach Boys because I introduced them to him. So I think I take <laughs> precedent in that one. Wow. Oh, my goodness. All right. So uh, you were starting to say things that stuck with you. Mm-hmm. They have, but I want to take a break first. Oh, okay. Today's show is brought to you by Away, a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers who have made smart premium suitcases that mean that your luggage will never cost more than your plane ticket. And what do you need most when you're traveling if you're anything like me? Basically, if you l- use technology, which is something that we all do. I'm expecting everybody that listens to this show has a plethora of devices that they take with them on any trip. You need battery. When you buy an away suitcase, you will be able to charge all of your devices while you travel because they have uh, USB ports with a battery inside large enough to charge your phone five times in all of their carry-ons. And this is a battery that can pop right out, which is really awesome. So you can take it on the plane with you too if you check your bag. And then you just and then when you're on your trip as well. And I actually uh, noted when Casey was in London, he came and uh, we met up on the first evening when they when him and Aaron arrived, and he had with him i saw it on the table his away suitcase battery which made me smile because you can pop it out and take it around with you on your trip because this is the thing we use our phones all the time we're taking videos uh, we're looking at maps and that sort of stuff especially when you're out and about traveling after you've uh, done the initial kind of move to the place you're going you always need battery and that's one of the great things about the away case is that battery pops right out so you can take it with you wherever you need to be so go to awaytravel.com slash analog. You can browse their suitcases. They feature premium German polycarbonate, which
which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance whilst remaining lightweight. Then they have five uh, different sizes and 10 colors. They have the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, the large, and the kids carry-on as well. Um, I actually will say like one of my my favorite away case, I have one of the aluminum ones. They have some extra ones that they do. They have one that has a pocket on and they have like some aluminum ones and I have the carry-on in aluminum, which I love very, very much. All of away suitcases have a patent pending compression system, which is great if you're an overpacker. Four 360-degree spinner wheels and a removable washable laundry bag so you can separate your clean clothes from your worn ones. They have TSA combination locks built in and all of Away's carry-ons are compliant with major US airlines whilst maximizing the amount that you can pack. Away offer a lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for life. They believe in the quality of their products and they have a 100-day trial with a no questions asked return policy with free shipping on orders of uh, uh, free shipping on any order I should say in the of the lower 48 states of the US. They'll ship that for free, but they do ship to many locations around the world. So go check it out right now at awaytravel.com/analog and use the code analog at checkout and you'll get $20 off their suitcases. Travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone. That's away travel.com slash analog and the code analog for $20 off. Our thanks to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. So I've kind of gone chronologically and I'm picking out some of the things that uh, stuck with me. I'm not going to share all of them, of course, right? Because that that maybe is a little bit too much. Um, but I wanted to share some of the important moments for me. So one of the big, the biggest kind of thing that I remember is being at uh, the venue. We were at two different venues, right? We we're uh, a, a wonderful uh, kind of like chapel building. Um, used to be a chapel, isn't anymore. So it's got that kind of vibe to it. You know, it looks with stained glass windows and all that kind of stuff. But it's not a religious ceremony venue anymore. Um, so it was this beautiful place to be in, very stripped back. We loved it. Um, and I was there before anyone, right? I arrived first because my, my car came early, uh, which was a big rush. The photographer arrived at my home. Five minutes later, the, the taxi arrived. <laughs> it was a nightmare for like 10 minutes as I was going, trying to get dressed and moving everyone I around. I did not know this. Uh, so then when I, so I, right, so I got everything. It was in a mad rush, right? took everything downstairs and realized uh, that I left something in the flat. I actually don't remember what it was now. So I came up to get that thing, walked out of the flat, downstairs, halfway down the stairs, and realized, oh, I didn't close the windows. Went back up, closed the windows, came back out again, got halfway down the hallway and realized I hadn't turned the fan off. So I went back three times. Oh, I was Lord. an absolute mess of a human, as you can imagine. Um and I spent the whole day feeling like I'd forgotten something. I hadn't. But you know, you get that feeling oh, like yeah. I've definitely forgotten something. Just because there's so many little things that you have to remember that I was confident that I'd forgotten something, but I hadn't. So I arrived at the venue, and then all of my friends started arriving. And there were just like a few moments that really meant something to me. You know, because I'd seen a bunch of people the day before. But some people were just arriving. Like Federico arrived the night before when he arrived with Sylvia. That kind of really choked me up. I don't know why. Um, just to, I don't know why it was. You came over to me at one point to give me some advice. And I said, I can't talk to you. 
yeah, I, vi- I vividly remember this. And I don't know what was going on, but you came over to me and you were like, and you grabbed me, you're going to say something. And it like choked me up. And I was like, I can't talk to you. You have to go away because I'm going to start crying. Don't know why that happened. To be clear, my recollection of this conversation is I can't talk to you. You have to go away. And then yeah. you turned around. And for a fleeting moment, I was like, what the hell? And then I realized what was going on and I was fine with it. But for a flash, I was like, what did I just do? What is so wrong? I'm sorry. But I also, that in that moment, felt like I could do whatever I wanted. Oh, you could. I it definitely be- had that feeling <laughs> of like, whatever I want, whatever I need, everyone that I know is going to do it for me. <laughs> Which that is was true. kind of how I felt. Which is true. It was the only way I could get through that time uh, because it was I was there for like over an hour and also at that point we'd had our one and only disaster which was our guitarist couldn't make it so we had a guitarist to play the music uh when adina was coming down the aisle um and he broke his car broke down and couldn't make it uh, which did end up in a funny thing so one of my groomsmen my friend terry uh he we arranged that he would play music from my iphone when Adina was coming down the aisle, it was like the best we could do. There was no speakers available. I considered going back home to get my HomePod, um, but it just felt like it. Was, I wouldn't have been able to make it in time. So there was this funny moment where uh, Adina is about to, everyone's about to start walking in. Terry presses play, and then music starts coming from from my phone that he's holding. What we didn't realize is what that sounds like is Terry's phone was ringing, <laughs> which ended up he was getting the worst looks from everyone for like 20 seconds until people would realize what was going on. Yep. So he, he really took a bullet for me. Yes, uh, he did. So, you know, that I really appreciated that. But that was kind of, that was really our only thing. And even that, it was like, doesn't matter. Right? It, of everything, it was the least important thing. Um, I realized that the music in that moment nobody including us cared yeah yep like there were so many things going on that i just didn't care about it um and what it has done is give me a funny story you know with with poor terry he just (laughs) stood there looking forward i was told just like drowning in the hate yep (laughs) it's absolutely accurate i was right behind him and i was watching this all go down and uh it was it was painful i felt terrible for in fact i knew what was going to happen i think he had talked to me about it and or somebody had talked to me about it i knew it was going to happen and for a fleeting moment i was like whose phone is oh right 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 (laughs) so (laughs) i feel terrible for terry but terry is great 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 people um i had the pleasure of of getting to know him between your stag Mm -hmm. do and this and he is he is a super great guy so it is not surprising to me at all that he took one for the team and uh and, and did that for you yeah, there were a lot. There were a lot of moments. Again, like some that I you know, just want to share about, like just people saying things to me in the morning and, and stuff like that. That were amazing. Uh, there was one really funny thing. So, you know, I knew when Adina arrived, uh, just because things started to change. Like the door at the back of the room closed. The other photographer arrived, and I was like, ah! I said to her when she came, I was like, I know what this means, right? I know that she's here. So everyone started to sit down, and I'm kind of like kind of standing at the front and I'm, I'm you know kind of like psyched myself up or whatever and my mom is sitting right in front of me and she keeps like saying stuff right like she's like asking me things or saying things things that i don't need to know or like and i'm like just stop like and i and i make this hand movement at her like just stop and everyone stopped talking in the entire room do you remember this i remember everyone stopping but i don't i didn't see why everyone stopped i think i was talking as well at the time so i wasn't paying attention to what was happening up at the altar uh but i know everyone was like Shh. and then it was at that moment that i realized the entire room had been looking at me 
And that I was like, oh, no, no, it's not happening yet. <laughs> Actually, that's about uh, exactly what it sounded like, too. Uh, that is pretty much exactly what you said in exactly the same way you said it. So that was one of the big that was one of the big moments for me as well. So obviously, the thing that I could never get out of my mind is when Adina walks in the room, right? Like that moment, the sun behind her, like it was it was very special, as you can imagine. Very, very special. Mm-hmm. Um the whole ceremony, you know, I remember, you know, I remember little parts from the vows and all that kind of stuff. Really important things. Uh, there was a moment where we thought the ceremony was over and tried to leave <laughs> and had to be called back so we could sign our uh, register. So that was that was kind of funny. Um, like we were like, oh, okay, ceremony's done. Started to walk out. And then this registrar had to basically pull us back to go and sit down. That's the thing that uh, I know everyone that was at the wedding will be reminding us of in like five years' time. Probably. Haha, yes. do you remember when you started to walk out? But like it felt like everything was done, but we have, but the way that it works in British weddings is that you then go and sign the register in front of everyone, and then they do the final pronouncement of like man and wife type thing. But like we'd done the you may kiss the bride, like we did that. So then we just was like, okay, it's done, off we go. But no, we have to go and sign the register then. Yeah, I was very confused because I didn't, I'd never been to a British wedding and I did not realize that was, you know, part of the shtick. And so mm-hmm. I, I was right there with you in thinking, okay, we're done, but let's move on. And then, yeah, all of a sudden it was like, no, 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 come back. You're, you're not, a, I guess, strictly speaking, you weren't married yet, were you? Because you didn't sign the little thing. So I didn't sign the thing, so we weren't married. So that's why they didn't do the like, you know, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. please welcome, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And then that led to another thing where we got to scare our witnesses. So we asked Marco and Tiff to be our witnesses um, like a year ago. And we were like, oh, but we need to check and make sure that this is a thing that can happen because you're American. Like, we don't know if you need to provide identification and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, oh, they were like, oh, amazing. Like, please let us know. We forgot to tell them that we checked. So we sit down and they say, please bring up your witnesses. And we asked them to, to come up. And they weren't expecting it, which was kind of funny for us because there was like a look of terror on their faces. <laughs> like, the, what do we need to do in this moment? Yeah, so yeah. That, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and then afterwards, so after we do like the, you know, please leave, you know, like here they are and off they go. We walk out to the back of the, the chapel place and we got to stand outside for a minute with some champagne, like some, prosec- some champagne prosecco that they'd given us. And everyone else gets taken out. And then we're just left on our own. And that was really great. That was like one of the best moments. We got to stand for a couple of minutes, just the two of us, nobody else around. Mm. That's the only time we were going to get, right? Yeah. For the rest of, you know, the, just the two of us. And that was a really good moment. And like the venue plan it that way. So like you get those couple of moments on your own. And then they clear everyone out. We go back in, take a couple of pictures, and then go and do the confetti. So... Yeah, all of that was was pretty great. Um, and then the majority of my memories, as you can imagine, are of that part. The party, it's like more scattered, you know, like mm-hmm. you remember this part, you remember like this person doing this thing or this moment in the photo booth that we had or whatever. Um, the speeches were good. I had a couple of Romanian parts that worked pretty well in both my vows and my speeches. Yeah, yeah I thought you did a very good. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't know any better one way or the other, but it seemed to me you did very well. Yes. Well, in the speech, I got a cheer because I got it right. You know, like in the vows, <laughs> everyone kind of kept themselves quiet because, you know, you can't really get too involved. But that was it. And then the party was amazing. And it was a perfect day, man. Like we couldn't have asked for anything more. Um, it all went off without a hitch. Uh, it was wonderful. There were no disasters. You know, there's nothing we could have asked more. We got to see 
all of the people that we love in the same place at the same time. Um, you know, it's probably never going to happen again that I will have all of my friends in the same room. You know, there were people that have met each other at this thing that I've never met before, uh, but they're people that are really close to me and they're all people that know each other but hadn't had the opportunity to meet. So, yeah, it was it was wonderful and uh, it was a great day and we, I, I'm looking forward to being able to share pictures. You know, we, we're going to... I haven't wanted to share, like, the pictures I've taken because they're not going to be as good as the ones that we paid for, you know? Mm-hmm. So we will be sharing, you know, basically, if you follow my Instagram, just get ready for it because you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen to you whether you like it or not. Um, I shared a couple of things, but not a lot because I've been waiting, you know? It's like I didn't really share much of our honeymoon either because I kind of want to... I don't want to overload people now when they're going to get beaten in the face with wedding pictures over the next couple of weeks, I guess. <laughs> it makes sense. Now, I... I told you about this or my expectation for the wedding uh, when we spoke last 13 years ago on the show but it was it 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 ended up meeting and exceeding my expectations insofar as this was the the one time that I was going to be able to get Aaron around not only all of my friends cuz you know they're almost exclusively mutual friends but also get the get both of us around their spouses you know so it was everyone and their spouses all in the same place all at the same time and and it was also really, really great, f- selfishly, that I had spent all that time with some of the people that I wouldn't have known uh, at the stag do. So your two brothers, Terry, Matthew, you know, and, and some of the other people, because I got to know all of these people that I wouldn't have really known otherwise. And so I was genuinely excited to see your brothers, to see Terry, to see Matthew, to see everyone else. You know, I'm picking on them particularly, but you know what I mean? Like, um, it was so great to see all of these people that I may not have seen otherwise and may not have known otherwise. And, and, you know, now I'm kind of wondering, well, when are we all like, when is the extended nerd and non-nerd crowd getting together again? Cause I'll see you at dub dub, but what about everyone else? I want to see them too. You know? So this is the thing. It's incredibly unlikely. Right? I know. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So everyone it, having an excuse to go somewhere is going to be difficult. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just, uh, do how many years have I been married? 12 years. 11 years, 11 years, maybe, uh, 15 years or something. We'll, we'll, we'll renew our vows and, uh, and we'll force everyone to get back together. <laughs> that, that's how it works, right? I think that's how it works. <laughs> All right. So what else with regard to the wedding? Um, wife is better than fiance. Oh, so much better. I have transitioned into calling Adina my wife very easily and quickly. Yep. I never really liked fiance and didn't really use it. Um, but, but wife has, has fit very, very quickly for me. Um, I've learned the Romanian word for wife, which I use quite frequently, which is sotia. Uh, and so that's, I call her my, my little sotia. So that's, that's kind of how that goes all the time. <laughs> that's adorable. So, um, but, uh, yeah, also Adina has developed a new, uh, habit since the wedding, which is really peculiar for me where she just goes missing. I keep not finding her in places. <laughs> this has happened a lot at the wedding. Um, it seems like, I don't know what's, there's just things going on and she just walks off and does them on her own. But this happened a lot at the wedding. It happened a lot on the honeymoon. She just kept going missing. So I get to exclaim, where's my wife? I can't find my wife, which I enjoy <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> Or it may be that she was always doing this, but now I like to say, where is my wife? I now notice it a lot more. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am perfectly fine with wearing my ring. I like wearing my ring, but I have become incredibly aware of sinks. What? Sinks. Yeah, why? Because that's the place where you could drop your ring very easily because you've got soap on your hands. So it's slippery. Just don't take it off. No, I don't take it off. 
That's what is it going to run off the end of your finger? You'll be fine. Could do. Oh, you'll be fine. But anyway, I've become incredibly aware of sinks. <laughs> that is that is perhaps my favorite entry I've ever seen in the analog show notes. Bullet. Super aware of sinks. <laughs> That's I, I it. I'm very aware of them. Very, very aware of sinks. They're like like plug holes. Any plug hole that looks like it could have a ring go down it, I'm very, very wary of it. Plus, bar soap just needs to never exist. <laughs> Yeah. You just right? shave you just shave like half of the yes. soap off on your ring. Mm-hmm. And that's where it becomes a problem because then I have to get the soap out from underneath yeah, the yeah, ring yeah, and then yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Oh god, the sink, right?" Yeah. You see? Yep. You see how this happens? Oh yeah, this is actually to be fair. I don't feel like I'm particularly aware of sinks because my my ring is not difficult to get off, but it was it would never in a million years just like launch itself off of my finger. However, every time I go to a hotel, I have that moment where I've forgotten that hotels always almost exclusively give you a you know, a bar of soap as hand soap. And then I go to wash my hands and I, you know, rinse them. And then I look down and I say, oh, that's right. I just shaved half the damn bar of soap onto my ring. And then I have to continue rinsing my hands to just, like you said, claw off all the soap from my ring. It is very frustrating. It drives me mad. I I really, I really hate bar soaps. I don't know why they exist um, now. (laughs) Plus, I mean, liquid soap is way better anyway. Right, because you're, especially if it's in a shared environment, because then you're not touching the same bar of soap that the other people have touched. That's true. All right, hot hands, so, hot hands indeed. All right, so why don't you just tell me about something that's awesome, and then I want to hear about this honeymoon. Pingdom is the company who offer uptime monitoring and web performance management, and you're more familiar with them than you may think because they help keep some of your favorite sites online, websites like BuzzFeed and Netflix and Imgur and Relay FM. Because if you visit any of these sites or go to any of these services, and not run into trouble. You don't go there and be like, "Hey, this is down." You may have Pingdom to thank for that because they monitor your website to make sure that it stays up and if anything goes wrong they will let you know immediately and they can look after every single part of your website contact forms e-commerce checkouts login search functions they can make sure that they're monitoring all of that and if there's problems with anything they will let you know because they care about making sure that people that go to your website to do the things that you want them to do get to leave happy all you need to do is give pingdom the url that you want to monitor and they'll take care of the rest and then if something goes wrong they will alert you immediately via any way that you choose go to pingdom.com slash relay fm right now and you can get yourself a 14-day free trial with no credit card required then when you sign up use the code analog at checkout to get a massive 30 percent of your first invoice that's pingdom.com slash relay fm and the code analog at checkout our thanks to pingdom for their continued support of this show and relay fm so let me give a extremely brief preamble uh i have wanted to and perhaps aaron even more than me and i really want to i i would love to visit hawaii sometime it is very difficult for me to get to hawaii because you don't understand how far away i am from hawaii mike i have to cross the entire country and then half of an ocean like that you couldn't possibly be further away than me right so anyway uh, i i've wanted to go to hawaii i would love to go to hawaii and you have just been to, to Hawaii. I, why can I pronounce this word? Anyway, tell me everything about your honeymoon. Well, maybe not everything, but tell me the, the fun things that you can share publicly about your honeymoon, because I, I would love to hear it. So first off, people are really nice to you when they find out that you just got married. Oh, yes. That only lasts for this one to, you know, one to two weeks. Well, but... well I mean, in yeah, theory, unless you just tell everyone you're on your honeymoon all the time. That's true. Which is not an impossible thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, people also can they, there's a thing about honeymooners people know you're on your honeymoon me and Adina have traveled to many places together but nobody's ever asked us if we were on our honeymoon before 
but people were asking. Maybe there's something about going to Hawaii. I don't know, but um, people are very, they're very excited. People will give you things. You know, they're very, very nice to you when you're on your honeymoon, which makes the whole thing more special, you know, because people could be so nice. Um, Hawaii, or as I believe it is actually pronounced, Hawaii, I think, was how I heard it pronounced when we went to the luau. We went to a luau, which was incredible. You know, they do all the dancing and they tell, we went to Maui and they tell the story of Maui. Um, Maui is without a shadow of a doubt paradise it is the most incredible place i have ever visited um i fell head over heels in love with it if you have literally any reason to go there you should go there (laughs) everyone that i know that has been to hawaii and i know quite a lot of people that have been to maui especially they talk about Hawaii as a place that will change you, like it will leave a mark on you, like you'll go there and you won't be the same. And I'm like, yeah, really though? You know, like when people tell me that, I'm like, okay, like I know it's going to be great, but like that much? Yeah, that much. It's paradise. Hmm. Like I've never, never visited anywhere like it before. Everything is beautiful. It is incredible there. And I think that there are a couple of things that, add to this. Of course you have the landscape, right? There's mountains and volcanoes everywhere which have clouds hitting them all the time and there are these beautiful beaches and oceans and the ocean is warm, right? And it's hot there but not unbearable because like all the humidity and the winds. Like so uh, there are a bunch Maui has like I think it was like 11 microclimates and where we were in a place called Wailea um it the microclimate is one of the best on the island because you get the sun, but you also get winds and the humidity is good. So like the, that climate there is really good. It's hotter than London, but it was way more comfortable, right? Because there's winds and you know all that kind of stuff. It works really well. So that's one thing, of course. But there are a couple of other things that I think add to Hawaii's specialness. One of them is the isolation of Hawaii. You are removed in time from everyone. Hawaii was 11 hours behind London, which is why someone from London cannot just go straight there like <laughs> because you will lose multiple days, right? Your jet lag will, will be too bad. I'm sure people do it, and I understand, but I wasn't going to do it that way. Like Hawaii was a very expensive trip for us. I wasn't going to lose two days of it because of jet lag. So we went to San Francisco and then to Hawaii. But it's even like... Was it like three or four hours from San Francisco in time? You know, like it's a six hour flight, right? So we got an 11 hour flight to San Francisco and a six hour flight to Hawaii. So we spent a couple of days in San Francisco on either side because it's wild. But like, even from you, we're looking at a six hour time difference yeah. from the East Coast, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I was very removed from everyone in time. But then you're also removed in way of life. And I think that this builds to the mystique and magic of it. And I think that they do it on purpose. So they Hawaii feels like it doesn't exist in the world. Like everything's so different there. The way that people are, the, the way that they hold on to their traditions and the way that they're displayed to you constantly, right? Like it feels like a place which is almost stuck in a moment in time. It's wonderful like it's this you know like all of the stores that we went to are like these like almost look like huts and shacks right in a lot of places like in the town and i know that like honolulu has a city but we were not on big island like i think maui 
So Maui doesn't produce anything anymore. It used to, I think, produce 70% of the world's pineapple and stuff mm. like that. And then they went to cane sugar. It's the stuff that we were being told by a guide that we had on a, on a snorkeling tour that we did. But now Maui's economy is tourism. That's it, pretty much. Interesting. So they really lean into that to make Hawaii feel like Hawaii. That was kind of the feeling that I got from everything. It's like, we want to give you Hawaii. And they do that. And I think that helps add to the isolation of it in the sense that there is, when you're there, it's like, there's nowhere else like this is how it feels when you're there. And then that adds to the mark that it will leave on you. I mean, we were there for two days and we're like, well, we're coming back here like multiple times over our life. <laughs> you know, we've planned currently that we definitely will be going back there for our fifth anniversary. Like that's what we've planned. So in like four years time, we're going to go back uh, because I mean, it's the happiest place we've ever been to. Like, I've, you know, I've never felt so calm, so, like, peaceful. It was wonderful. Like, it was an absolutely incredible trip. Um, it was really, like, you know, there was one day where we were going to, we were going down to, like, get something to eat, and uh, they have lift there, which we, I didn't expect, right? That's the thing. You get there, and you're like, well, how are we going to get around, right? Because everything feels like it's so stuck in time. But then it's like, well, they have everything. They just hide it from you, <laughs> right? Like, they have everything. It's it's as modern as anywhere you would want to be, but they, they do their best to kind of, like, you know, shroud this, that sort of stuff. But then it's all modern there, you know, of course, right? So use everything you need, and they had lift there, and we driving down to a restaurant and there was an accident and it like it, it completely blocked up the motorway so we went to somewhere else and went to this little place and had an incredible meal which we weren't expecting because it was just some little place that we went to and we had a couple of cocktails and i felt so happy you know we were having such a good time i felt so good and i posted some pictures i think on twitter or something and i was like you know we love this place it's paradise and then we kind of we we left and we had a couple of drinks i was talking to you telling you how wonderful it was we were sending you some funny pictures uh, then we were walking back to our hotel, and uh, we were walking down the sidewalk. The sidewalk cleared into grass. We were walking along. I stepped in a hole, sprained my ankle. Oh, uh, no! <laughs> so there's the, I was kind of leading you along a garden path there, Casey, and all of our listeners, because that was the one bad thing that happened, is I very severely sprained my ankle on this trip. Um, I'm st I still can't walk properly. Um, probably wasn't helped by the fact that we tried our best to continue with our vacation as unhindered as possible, so I didn't really do a good job of resting it. I did spend an entire day in bed and the trip, um, but it was a day where the weather wasn't as great. But the only thing that we missed out on is I didn't get to go back in the ocean again, uh, which I was sad about because I love the ocean. Um, but we'd done all of the stuff that we wanted to do. We'd done all of the water sports that we'd desperately wanted to do, like snorkeling, which is one of the most incredible experiences of my entire life. Um, I held a starfish and uh, an octopus or squid. An octopus like sucked my finger with its like suckers, which was hilarious. Weird. We got to see a bunch of turtles, which you can't touch, which is you know, it's like conservation stuff. It's like huge fines if you touch turtles and stuff. You can't interact huh. with them. Um, but they, you can swim near them, but you just can't mess with them because they're protected, which I think is great because they're an incredible creature which is one, like just life-changing to see that close. You know, it was incredible, but you can't touch them, which I didn't, of course. Um, but yeah, I sprained my ankle. It was, it was really bad. I think it's a sprain. I mean, I'm going to give it a couple more days, and if things don't get better, I'm going to go uh, and get it checked out because I didn't get it checked out. So basically, 
I fell pretty bad. It made a very bad sound. So me and Nadina both immediately thought that I'd broken my ankle because it was a very bad noise. Um, I went down and rolled over, right? Like I, I, I did, like, Adina said it, it looked like I was almost training how to fall because I, I kind of, <laughs> I don't know, I fell probably. But it looked so bad, somebody did a U-turn on the road and parked up to make sure that I didn't need to go to the hospital. Oh, goodness. So it looked that bad. Uh, and I was really annoyed in that moment because we were just talking about how incredible it was and then I felt like I ruined everything. Um, you know, like that would if I'd have broken my ankle, it would have completely ruined the trip, right? Yeah. Uh, and I was just so frustrated in that moment because it felt like everything was ruined. We were having this incredible time, and it was ruined. But we did our best to soldier on from that point, and you know, we it was more difficult. I didn't get to go down to the beach again, but we got to do all of the things that we really wanted to do. You know, we we made an effort and. I just soldiered on, right? Just like bandaged it up and soldiered on. And everyone that I've told, and again, I'm going to hear from all of our listeners now, which is fine, but like to tell me about either the people that they know or the things that happened to them on their honeymoon, which meant that it was uh, kind of ruined in a little bit of a way. So I get it. And, and I appreciate having heard those stories from friends because it made me feel like it wasn't too bad. You know, like there were people that, you know, had to like hurt themselves so badly they had to leave and all that kind of stuff. So luckily it wasn't, well, luckily it doesn't appear like it's broken because I was able to put weight on it, right? Who knows if there's something worse. Maybe by the time you've heard this, I will find out that I fractured my ankle. Who knows? Uh, but it, it feels like it's getting better now that I'm properly resting it, and I believe it's just a sprain. But it was a shame, uh, and that's just how it went. But the honeymoon was still perfect because, you know, again, like we now have this funny story of Mike fell in a hole um, and uh, sprained his ankle. But then we went back to San Francisco. We did everything we wanted to do there, and it was a wonderful time. That's really awesome. I'm sorry about the ankle sprain. And listeners, if you have not already fired off a tweet or an email to Mike explaining to him what he should do about his ankle, it's okay. He's got it covered. He's a big guy. He knows what to do. But uh, I appreciate your concern because I I can foresee all the tweets and emails you'll be getting. I'm resting it up. I'm icing it. I mean, the problem was I didn't rest it, right? For like like five days. I was trying my best to just elevate it and ice it where I could. But I was also walking around all these cities all the time because... I just made the decision that I wasn't going to lay in bed for five days on my on my honeymoon. So yeah. now I'm resting it. It's getting better. Good. Um, I am super jealous of your honeymoon. I am super jealous of having two weeks off. And I'm glad you took that time. I'm very glad you took that time. It's basically three yeah. weeks off. That's true. Um, uh, it seems like Relay FM did not burn down, figuratively speaking. So that's great. Uh, so thank, yeah. thanks to Stephen and Carrie and everyone else for uh, mm-hmm. keeping us afloat. But I am glad to have you back. What is what is married life been like now that you're home? Because you've been home for just a few days now. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, again, it hasn't been perfect, right? Because we've come home and there's things to do, but I can't do any of them. So Adina has been an absolute hero and has been taking care of all of the things. Because like our house is a disaster, right mm-hmm. when we came back because there was so much stuff going on before and now so much stuff happening afterwards that there are things that need to be done in the home but i can't contribute yeah. because i'm laying down on the couch all day yep. so you know it hasn't been exactly as we would want it to be but it is still a you know it's a great start because we're just we're trying to ease into things we're trying to work out kind of what is going to happen next mm-hmm. cuz it's the big thing for us is like we have spent the last two and a half years, 
with a thing going on. Mm-hmm. Right? House. House was taken care of. Wedding. Now the wedding's done. We don't have a thing that we're immediately doing now. So we need to just work out where our focus is going to go now. Um, kids are not in our immediate future. We're not planning on that for for some time. So we're just trying to work out what we want to do next. We, we you know... Uh, Adina has a project in becoming a citizen of this country, which is her next big thing, um, because she can do that now. Um, not because of the marriage. She started the, the, the process before that. Um, and we are still inclined to maybe try and get our driving licenses taken care of. Oh, excellent. Because we want to buy a car. Um, so that's the thing that we're looking to do. So, you know, we've got some, we've got some stuff going on, but none that are in our immediate future. Mike, I am happy to provide uh, standard transmission lessons free of charge if you would like to come to my... I'm going to get an automatic license. You just have to come to me. I can drive a manual transmission. I've done it, right? I, I took many lessons when I was a younger man, but trying to do all of this in London is a nightmare because I used to sit in traffic for 45 minutes and got bored of it and decided I didn't want it or need it. But what is the point in getting a manual transmission license today? In 2018. There isn't. When also, I'm probably, ideally, going to just buy an electric car. That's my hope, is that we can... We have a parking space, and we're going to try and convince the owner of our building to put a plug-in for me, and I'll buy an electric car. Ideally, I don't want to ever deal with manual transmission or fuel. I can understand that. But really, the point was just an excuse to get you to come visit me, but that's but that's fine. Yeah, but I can do it anyway. I understand clutch control. I can do it all. I've done it all. I'd have to learn it again, like just refresh myself, but I've done it. I can do it. All right. But I don't want to do it. Um, there are two different license types in the UK. You can get a regular license or you can get an automatic license and you can only drive automatic vehicles. It's a thing you can do. People like me do it because it's quicker to get your driving license, right? Because it's easier to drive. The cars are easier to drive that way. Um, the, you need less teaching, Right, because you don't have to go through the many weeks of stalling the car. <laughs> right, which is just what happens. Yep. You know, that some people pick it up quickly, some don't, and it can take some time, and you end up with this additional frustration of getting flustered and stalling. But you don't—that doesn't happen to you when you're in an automatic. So that's true. All right, uh, we should move on and talk about something else that's awesome. Yeah, we should talk about some other car stuff. <laughs> we can do that. All right, today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea and with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, all available to you, and so much more, they're going to give you everything that you need. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that will let you take care of whatever project you want to build. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade. They've got all of that covered, and they have everything backed up with 24-7 customer support in case you need any help. No matter what type of website you want to build, Squarespace can help you do it. We use Squarespace for our wedding website. It was so easy to do. We could update everything. They had specific templates for us we could take advantage of, and we could have everything that we needed there. It was a great place to be able to point people to, and we were able to password protect it and remove from Google indexing because we wanted to keep that stuff private. And you could do all that they have all of these features built in they have ev- they have thought of everything so you don't have to squarespace plans start at just 12 dollars a month but you can start a trial today with no credit card required just go to squarespace.com analog and then when you sign up and use the offer code analog at checkout you'll get 
10% of your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash analog and the code analog to get 10% of your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So, uh, I will, you know, I know you and Stephen went over this a little bit, but additional congratulations on your independent life. That is a thing that has happened now since the last time we recorded because we mm-hmm. were away for a little bit. Um, I have many things I want to get to with you um, over the next few weeks. Uh, I think <laughs> Stephen gave you a good primer, but there's many things that, that I have that I want to talk to you about. Um, but today we're going to talk about your first post-employment creative project, mm-hmm. which is episode three yep. of Casey on Cars. Mm-hmm. That's so right. uh, I have watched your 20-minute video that you made uh, about the vault. 20-minute video about the Volkswagen <laughs> Golf R. Volkswagen Golf R, I should say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting more Volkswagen from you, but, nah. but was upset to not, um, to not receive too that. Too American. You sure? You sure are, Casey. That was the way I was describing you to the people in my life before the wedding. It's the oh, Casey God. is the most American man. Is that, that true? Is that mm-hmm. really true? Oh, God. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed now. Oh, no. Like, he's the American one, right? Oh. Everyone knows that. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. People love it, right? Uh. Genuinely, people. I, I had many people tell me how nice you were well i so. hope so i, I that that yeah makes me feel look, slightly this is redeemed the thing though casey it's the reason we're friends it is impossible not to fall in love with you right like <laughs> so you're captive you're you. captive to my wiles i see how it is yeah it is impossible to not fall in love with you uh, well, because that's, that's just that's just how it goes mm-hmm. right that's very kind of you i'm gonna i'm gonna choose to look at it that way and choose to take the good cop interpretation of this i'm not sure if, i'm not sure what to make of it but i appreciate it hopefully i didn't yeah, embarrass it, you too much at your wedding you never embarrass me. Never embarrass me. So uh, I watched your video and I have some thoughts on it that I wanted to provide for you because I figure that's exactly what you don't want. So <laughs> my first thing is just about the way that the video is introduced. Mm-hmm. So my th- this is super nitpicky. So you do the little title card, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which I like. You've set that up as a theme now, right? In darkness, the lights come on, the engine revs. That should come after the intro part. So... You did a little, uh, the the first like 10 seconds of the video, you do a little thing and then you do a cut and you go into more stuff about the car. Mm. I think you should cold open it the way that we do with the shows. So you have that first little part, then you put the title sequence and then you continue. This is a thought technology I was not prepared for. I think you might be right. Okay. It's just when I watched it, I watched the first part. Like, I was watching it, and there was a cut, and then it continued, and it just immediately felt to me like that it should have been introduced that way. You're like, this is a Golf R, blah, 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 blah. Casey on cars, let's talk about the wheels. Yeah. Right? That was just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how it felt. But this is just a second person looking at it. I think, in general, your storytelling ability is very good, and it's getting better. It is an 18-minute video about a car that I'm not interested in. <laughs> That I enjoyed because you're doing a better and better job every time. Like the first video was really good. Uh, I didn't like the second video so much, but this one is my favorite. Like the second video, you did everything technically fine. 
I just and you said the car's less interesting, so I found it less interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, so the first video was a extremely interesting car. And it was a train wreck from start to finish because I just didn't know what I was doing. I shouldn't say train wreck, but you know what I mean. But like again, it was like that was a thing where I enjoyed it and everybody enjoyed it because they were surprised with how good it was, right? Because everyone just assumes it would be a disaster and it wasn't. Right. And the second one, you were technically better in a lot of ways, but the story couldn't be as good because the car wasn't as interesting as sure. the first one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it kind of like was bouncing around like that, and and you know I think that this one had the best of all of it the, the car was more interesting you were able to tell about a story with it and you were way better technically there were a lot of um really good shots that you did the one way you i assume stuck a gopro to the side of the car mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. was driving along that was excellent that was a, the best shot in the video really really great um you're doing a lot of sweeping and panning shots that are good some of them are too fast though i, I can i know you're speeding them up you shouldn't uh actually i did didn't i don't think the one that i did a walk around to the car i was like booking it and i'm pretty sure All that right, is one then you're moving to but i could when i was watching that it really didn't look like it was in one x because there are some things that you can see when see, you speed up a video but if you're not speeding them up you're now, moving too see fast. now looking again to see if that was sped up i don't think it was though um but anyway yeah, but you're, you're not the first you're not the first person who have said that though so you're surely right about it you don't need to show as much as you're showing so like just chill with the speed like because a lot a lot of the shots that you're doing are really good but that you're showing too much and you're going too quick because you, you don't need to show as much as you're showing right like, you don't need to do a 360 of the car i don't think right you can just show elements of it mm-hmm. maybe just do some things a little bit more slowly and, and you can cut to them more frequently um i shared your ab Jack horror at that spinning power button oh thank you whoever designed that needs to be immediately fired thank you it's so bad. Um, your voiceover lacks the enthusiasm of yeah. your two camera pieces. Yeah. I think you should record it all in the car. All the audio should be recorded in the car. Just record it in the car. Because then it doesn't have that sound change either. Because it, and it's fine. I think you should record everything on the lab in the car. While, and then like you can look at it and say what you want to say... And you can use different footage if you want to, but I really think that you should record everything at the same time. Yeah, I you are not the first person to say that. I know that's difficult. It's... I know that's difficult because you have to spend some time away to think about the car. But sit back in the car again and record. <laughs> yeah, I that's hear what you. I recommend to you. The, the other thing that's difficult about it is the lavalier mic that I was using was a hand-me-down from a friend of the show, Dan Provost. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot better than any other mic I had at the time, uh, the, any other portable mic I had at the time, but it is still not great. Since then, I have now spent um, some relatively serious money on a semi-pro lavalier setup from Sennheiser. But it's, the audio quality isn't the problem. Yeah, but it, it is to me. You're right. You You're right. sound different. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, no, the, that's we're, the thing. we're saying two different things, but I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I I'm think... excited about the lavalier mic being better because there won't be a, a problem uh, like you had where you had to use GoPro audio, right? So the lavalier mic being better will fix that. Yep. These are just things that happen. There's nothing you can do about that. The fact that you were able to get any audio, bravo, right? <laughs> you know, you did it. There are moments in the car where I, I said to you, I was like, did your mic break? Like I could just tell yeah. because I know what it sounds like because I have these problems with podcasts all the time, right? Like something goes wrong and you have to use some audio which is nowhere near as good and you try and process it within an inch of its life. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely true. 
Uh, um, yeah. But really, for me, I think it is a it is an enthusiasm difference. Yes, not I agree. Audio difference. I I agree. And I and I think you should at least try to record it all sitting in the car because I think you'll feel different and and it might end up being a little bit better for you. I think the other part of the problem there was that I was recording some of this at night when the kids were asleep. So that just forced me. Oh, well, that's, me. that's a disaster. You could, yeah. can't do that. And, and in retrospect, like, were I to do the same video again, I would have done that differently. Um, I think you're These right. are things you learn once you become an editor of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, this is the thing that I have all the time where I might have to record some audio after the fact, and I have to work so hard to try and get it to sound similar and this is just a thing that you become more attuned to so i think that for the for now if you're able to do it all in the car you should try doing that because you know i understand that you're like well i have this great audio equipment maybe i should just use that but this is a thing that's also the same with audio processing so sometimes you'll have some noise right in the in the background of audio and you will process it and process it and process it to remove the audio, but like the the problem. But then what you're left with is something that sounds more alien than if you just keep the audio the same way. Like I'm not kidding. I've had like audio that has some background noise in it, maybe a fan or a rumbling or something. And I've spent sometimes like two hours trying to remove it, and I end up using the original audio because it <laughs> sounds more natural. And one of the first places I learned this was an episode of Upgrade where Jason had to record from his car while he was driving. It was the one and only car cast that we did uh, after an Apple event. And I it was called Episode Upgrade 81 Live from Interstate 280. It was a <laughs> wild experiment that we did that we thought we'd try. And it went great for that one time, but you know, neither of us were completely happy with the audio because he was recording from a car and it was raining and like this whole situation that we had. So we ended like I processed the audio and I removed a lot of the sound and figured that when I'm talking, let's just duck let's just get rid of the, the car sound. But it sounds terrible because you hear the changes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like you hear like audio or stopping audio starting. So it ended up being that like when I was talking, I was playing fake looped car noise underneath me but panned <laughs> down. So you would hear it. so yeah, it's like you can end up sitting for a long, long time and processing some audio and then realizing, oh, this doesn't sound right. So you go back to how it was in the first place. And yeah. these are just things that you learn when you edit. So basically what I'm trying to say is don't worry about the fact that like, oh, I'm recording this and it's got background noise. The background noise is natural to the environment, especially when you're watching video. Sure. Yeah. The background noise of the of the car didn't really bother me. The, what bothered me was it was difficult to hear me or comparatively anyway, way difficult to hear me. And then that's exacerbated by the fact mm-hmm. that when you can hear me, I was boring. So <laughs> it's both both the in-studio, if you will, pieces, if they persist, because I, I totally take your point about recording in the car, mm-hmm. but the in-studio pieces need to be more enthusiastic and the in-car pieces need to have something better with regard to the microphone. I've been, I've been kicking this can down the road for a while now. And like I said a moment ago, I actually spent a little bit of money on it, uh, which hopefully will help. One thing that might help if you want to keep recording the parts in the studio is leaving in the audio of the camera. Mm-hmm. Right, just see what that sounds like. I don't know if that's good or not, but it might add some 
realism to it which might help give that a go i don't know that might be a disaster but just give it a try right like it it might work if you leave at least some of the background noise in you know it also might add some foley work right like pressing a button you hear the button that kind of thing yeah yeah. um i wanted to just bone pick you left some flubbed lines in i did Mm mm-hmm redo them and well, embrace cutting yeah the cutting i felt like it would be too jarring i i hear no, you man youtube youtube I it's know. all about cuts i know like watch any vlog that i do steven don't watch his stuff because it's all too perfect i hate him um <laughs> i don't know how he does what he does with video like he can just talk and it's perfect and it drives me crazy but watch my vlogs or watch basically any other youtube video watch casey neistat's vlogs People just cut like 16 times in a sentence. Just redo them. It's completely normal for the medium. Yeah, you're probably right. And then I have one other thing mm-hmm. to ask you. Why do you write the lengthy blog posts, which are basically the same review as the car? You, you're giving people a reason not to watch your video. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, I, I write them partially because I enjoy writing them, partially because I don't write on my blog as much as I feel like I should or want to, because I don't feel like I have that much to talk about that isn't expressed via a podcast. Um, in part because it gives me the chance to talk about a few things that I may not have had the time to mention in the video, because as much as I, I, I am proud of this video, I, I think it's my best work yet, but it is I, it, by by far. It's fantastic. It's a very very entertaining video that I can't believe was eighteen minutes. Like because I watched it and I was like, well, that didn't feel like that. Because at first I was like, Casey, this is eighteen minutes. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is I'm looking as I'm adding more and more clips into the timeline in Final Cut Pro, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, fifteen minutes. That's about five more than I wanted. Seventeen minutes. This is getting ugly. Eighteen minutes. Oh God. And so believe it or not, there were lots of things that I didn't put in that video. Only a handful of which went in the blog post. But there were there was a lot more I could have said about the car. And so because of that, um, that's part of the excuse I use for the blog post. Part of it is just to promote the video in another medium. But again, I take your point that maybe I should either make the blog post considerably shorter or just call out a couple of things I didn't put in the video and then leave it at that. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. My, My feeling would be that you should write different things. Yeah. Like if you want there to be a blog post, write different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe talking about the video or talking about stuff in the car that you didn't get to. Um I think you gave too much away in the blog post. That's fair. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, real or like just make just decide what your priority is. Yeah. I yeah. think your priority should be do everything you can to make people watch your YouTube video. <laughs> but that might not be your priority and and that's perfectly fine and I understand that. Um but I would just urge you to think about that um, because also you're doubling your work. Like I bet that blog post took ages to do. Uh, not and, as long as you think, especially when compared to the friggin' ages it took to make that video. But well, okay. Here's another thing: you need to start paying attention to your friends that you that make YouTube videos and follow their advice. You're doing way too much work on processing stuff that you don't need to be doing. Well, what? Oh, no. like with FFmpeg and stuff. Oh no, that was that. that I did that for like one. I forget why. I only used stop it, like it once or twice. Just stop it though. No, I'm telling Just you, stop I, it, I, Final Cut does it. I know. Final Cut does I did it. it all in Final Cut. I promise. There was like one small thing. I forget what it was that mm. I had to use FFmpeg for, and I might have. Mm. I don't know if I even did that on the input side. I did have to make it mono, which I couldn't figure out how to do in Final Cut Pro. So I so okay. I ran it through FFmpeg on the output side, but I don't think I did okay. anything else on the I'll input side. All right, but I'm just saying, pay attention to, to the advice people are giving you, because um, it's very important. 
lot of the time. Like again, like I don't know what you're. I don't know why you're keeping your video clips on the desktop. Like I don't even want to get. Into oh that no no right no, now, that was just temporary stuff. That 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 mm-hmm. that was not mm-hmm. the official repository. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. But anyway, look, you're getting way better at this stuff. Uh, I am very proud of you. It's very good. Uh, I want to talk to you about the branding of your YouTube channel now. Okay. I, th- th- I know almost nothing about this. So, so yeah, f- f- fix the me. Sorcery Primer, that video, just get rid of it. I probably just should. should now. It's pointless. It doesn't make any sense because you're not, I don't think you're ever going to post YouTube videos of anything else. Uh, your channel's called Casey Liss, right? The mm-hmm. name of it. It says Casey List there. Is that what you want it to say? Can, it, can I change or that? Or should it say Casey on Cars? Well, you can just change your name there, I think. Also, you don't seem to have a oh, uh, channel name yet. Do you have one yet? How do, how do you do that? I don't know how to do these things. We'll have to but take this off be all stuff. All stuff in the in the in the YouTube dashboard. When you hit a certain point, you can get a URL, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not there yet. I think you're at that point now. I don't think so. I think you are. I think it's subscriber numbers. I don't know. Something. I'll have to look but at take it. a look. And then you need to think about what you want that to be. Do you want that to be Casey on Cars? Or do you want it to be Casey List? What do you want that to be? Then get some branding done. Mm, yeah. You need to get some branding done. Because right now, your YouTube channel is your own face. Do you want it to be that? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You know, like, this, these are things that, like, you know, your videos are doing are doing pretty well, I think. And now it's a case of you're spending a bunch of money right now on equipment. Think about the branding of your channel as well. And also, I was going to say to you, because you were saying to me, oh, I've spent money on this microphone and this is making me no money, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's totally fine. People spend money on their hobbies. Hobbies don't make money. Don't worry about it right now. Just keep doing the thing. Because it could be something that turns into a money maker for you. But right now, just treat it as your hobby. Like, think how much money people spend on fishing equipment. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Right? Like, you haven't spent that much money on this. So don't worry about that right now. You enjoy doing these. You're doing it for fun primarily, or at least you should be. Mm-hmm. This is what we talk about all the time. So don't worry about spending money on it. Your other work offsets it right now. Uh, it could become a thing for you, and it should become a thing for you more in the future. But I think you're at that point now where you could start thinking about some other little parts of it. You know, like your description, your YouTube channel description is cars and code. Well, you need more than that. You know, we'll, we'll talk about Casey on cars. What is Casey on cars? Why Why does Casey review cars? Mm-hmm. You know, like think about that sort of stuff and, and then do a little bit more with it. Because your videos, the type of videos that you make, can very easily get sucked into YouTube's algorithm. Right? right, like right. that is because you make you make videos about a thing. It's like people will go to video, to YouTube and they will type in Alfa Romeo Quadrifoglio, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because they want to see videos about that car, and you need to do the best that you can on making that stuff available to you, like available to people. Yeah, like uh, your thumbnails. You seem to have a visual consistency that you haven't continued. Well, is there a reason for that? So the first two videos show a picture of you in the car. Yeah, because I, the third video. <laughs> I never I never thought to put a thumbnail on them. I should probably retroactively go and put them in, actually. But I think the thumbnail of the car is better than the, the one that you've chosen for the, which is your title thing, because it doesn't show the car. So think about when people are searching YouTube and they're typing in Volkswagen Golf R mm-hmm. and they pick a video. They're probably going to pick a video that has a picture of the car. Yeah, that's fair. right. This is just stuff to think about. I don't know if any of it's right, but it's just my opinion on it. And I'm just trying to throw some stuff out there to just to make sure you're thinking about it. You might be, but I just want to make sure that you are because 
I think that you've got some talent and I, and I would like to see it go somewhere for you. I don't know. I don't know if, if I'm any good at this stuff. I don't make YouTube videos anymore. Um, but you know, I just, I think that you're pretty good and I just want to make sure that you're making, I just want to make sure that you're thinking of it. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of it, I'm fine. You know, that's cool then, but I just want to make sure that you're thinking of all this stuff. Uh, some yes, some no. So it's, it's definitely, it's just hard because it is, it's a hobby and it's something Mm -hmm. I'm doing as a passion project. It's something that, you know, that, that I'm excited about, that I, that I enjoy working on even when it's difficult, but at the same time, I feel an ever increasing pressure to, to turn, I don't even want to say turn a profit, but to make some non-zero amount of money from it. And right now I haven't had enough watch time for the channel to be monetized and I'm getting closer, but I'm not there yet. I'm just want to tell you though, it's no money. I know on on what you're doing. If even if you were monetized right now, you would not make a lot of money on it. Like Uh, I just want to tell you that because it's just important that you know that I would say that from a, if a person you should, really look at is steven like look at his channel and look at the progression he, i think he very much understands how like the way that his channel has evolved and the things that he's doing is really interesting to me like even if you look at his thumbnails they get they've gotten way better mm-hmm. right like he's he's because that is a huge thing for youtube is thumbnails it's very very important to have an engaging and like thought-provoking thumbnail so I don't know, just just all that sort of stuff now is stuff that you need to be taken care of. Look at online; there'll be a bunch of resources that you can look at with people giving you ideas and stuff. I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's time to start thinking of that stuff. I don't know, but I I would say that, and the only reason I mention all this stuff to you is because you're getting you're getting really good at making the videos, and I would hope that there's going to be more and more of them. Um, so I I would love you to be thinking about all of these little bits now. Yeah, I appreciate it. And you're right. It's just... Because, heck, you've got the time. Uh, I, I don't feel like I have the time. I know I do, but I tell you what, I do not feel like it because I have been... Pretty much since I got home from, from the UK, I feel like I've been going mm-hmm. nonstop. And mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing. I mean, I'd much prefer this than the alternative, but oof. I mean, Erin actually said to me, uh, I don't know, like three or four days ago, she was like, you know, I thought we were going to be working less <laughs> when you left your jobby job. What's, what's going on here? And... Yeah, all part of it is, you know, both of us knew that that's probably not how it was going to work out, but that was the hope. But I don't know, man, it's just been, it's been nonstop and, and I, I shouldn't complain again. This is a good thing, but oof, I, I, I just feel like I'm adding more and more and more and more and more things to my plate and nothing's coming off my plate yet. And so getting a little stressed kids, getting a little stressed, but it'll be fine. We're going to get to all of that. I want to talk to you about all of that probably next time. All right. Sounds good. I think we, uh, I think we've run long. This was good. Maybe we should, we should, we should save some relay your feels for next time then. Yeah, we'll do some relay your feels next time. Uh, for sure. If people want to send in questions about what Casey's up to, um, pl- I would really appreciate those as well. Hashtag relay your feels. We'll get to some next time. And also we need to talk about what you're doing with your life right now. I think that's very important. <laughs> that sounds ominous. Hopefully it's not too bad. Hopefully I'm not making greg- mm-hmm. you know, egregious mistakes. All right, there's an end in there. That's the end? You're going to leave me hanging? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. That's a good end. It's, it's, it's good for end. the listener. It's not good for me. Now I'm terrified. Sure, it's fine. Oh, it's fine God. for you.